But let's talk about Urban Meyer. And let's talk about the problems. He's put on administrative leave for not acknowledging the allegations from his former defensive coordinator. And the allegations of domestic violence that dates back to 2015 with his ex with the, with his ex-wife. He denies knowing of the situation. But the text messages don't lie. The ex the, the the former coach's ex-wife revealing all these text messages between him and Shelly Meyer, Urban Meyer's wife. It's it's the question of does Urban did Urban really know what was going on? To me, he did. I think he did. He pushed it to the side, pushed it away, didn't want to really talk about talk about this. You know. This is this is big. And this is scary for Ohio State fans. How close we are to the season. We are three weeks away from the start of the season, folks. Three weeks away. And he releases a statement today saying that he, quote-unquote, failed when he denied knowing about the domestic violence allegations from Zach Smith. And I'm going to read some of the statement. Here on the program. He says, here's the truth. While at the University of Florida, now at the the Ohio State University, I always follow proper reporting protocols and the procedures that I have learned of an incident involving student, athlete, coach, or members of my own staff, our own staff, by elevating the issues of proper channels. And did so regarding Zach Smith's incident in 2015. I take responsibility very serious, and any suggestion to the contrary is simply false. And he says, Unfortunately, at Big Ten Media Day on July 24th, I failed on many of these fronts. My attention was not to say anything inaccurate or misleading. However, I was inadequately prepared to discuss the sensitive personal issues with the media, and I apologize for the way I handled those questions. Now, he's kind of backtracking in some of this statement. But if you think about this, Urban issued the statement. Zach Smith told ESPN that he was on a recruiting trip in October 2015 when he got a call back to campus from Gene Smith, the athletic director of The Ohio State. Zach Smith and Gene Smith told him, Zach Smith said Gene Smith told him about the allegations of domestic abuse and that he then he went to the Powell Police Department after speaking to the police. He went to practice and saw Meyer. And Urban pulled me off the field, Zach Smith says, and said, what the hell is going on? What is this? What is this? And this is Zach Smith giving, he gave an interview to ESPN. What is this? Zach Smith during the interview. And he said, I had it all laid out for him. I asked, apparently my ex-wife is trying to get charged, 
get me charged with domestic violence for incidents happening throughout the marriage. I went down and met with the Powell PD, explained both sides of the story. I volunteered to do that. I didn't even hit her, he says. But if you look at the pictures that they uh, that she posted, he put his hands on her. Hands are red, bruised, face all cut up. Doesn't look good. He said, if you ever hit her, you're fired immediately. I looked at him and said, if I hit her, I wouldn't come here. I wouldn't be coming in here. How I know how you feel about that. If I hit her, I won't even come to work. I know I would know it's over. That's what Smith said. Meyer did fire Smith on July 23rd, the same day that the pattern of domestic violence allegations made by Courtney Smith came to light in a reported publishing by college football reporter Brett McMurphy. Meyer just Meyer's statement was read to Zach Smith during the interview, and this is what uh, Smith says: "It's heartfelt, honest, and a true statement as I has never heard." Uh, that's who he is right there. You know? This is, um, this does not look good for Urban. Now, the question is, you're put on administrative leave. You're put on this leave, and typically, when you're put on an administrative leave, you're then automatically fired. In my understanding of this whole situation and what I have read and what I have been looking at and I've been thinking about this last, the last couple of days and reading the statement today, I, I've come to this conclusion. Urban Meyer will be the head coach, will still be the head coach of Ohio State. He's going to face a lot of questions in the media for the rest of the season. The rest of the season. If if this committee that Ohio State is putting together, which is features a 93-year-old woman on it, which I don't understand why. If this committee finds that Urban Meyer knew about this, and it's got to be a quick committee. This has got to be done in two to three weeks. It can't be done when and get all the results halfway through the regular season and then you fire them. This has to be done. has to be done the right way. It's going to take at least one to two weeks. So I'm hoping by the 24th of, of August, we have the, we have the clear cut understanding of what happened. And if he knew it, because if he knew what was going on, then there's no doubt in my mind that the AD has to fire him and the administration has to fire him. It's, it's, it's just a principle. You can't, you can't, you can't have somebody in your staff doing this to, to women. And Zach Smith should be ashamed of himself. He should be put behind bars for this actions. Now, the statute of limitations says you can't go for a person after such and such date, but all these allegations are starting to come back out. And now it's an ex-wife, so, you know, that's a good thing. 
But this is this this does not look good for Urban Meyer. It does not look good, period, folks. And like I said, if Urban is found to know all this. He knows more than what the what we already know from the interview from Smith today and from his statement and all this comes out he's got to go but if it's you know if he doesn't know that much if he knew as much as what Shelley told him and Shelley showed him you know th- no he's got to go still got to go but if he just knew briefly, and then he finds out, and then like the day before he fires him, then yes, he should stay. So Meyer's in trouble, folks. He's on paid administrative leave. So the question is, is he going to be fired? I don't think so yet. I just I just don't think so yet. But don't quote me on it. There will be more developments to come. And, and the whole Mike Jank situation, we're getting more and more of depth on that as well too. We're getting more paperwork coming in for that. Uh... Yeah, it it was made official. They are the number one team in the country. NFL, college, high school, with the most violent offenders, most arrests in the offseason. And now your defensive coordinator and yourself are under investigation. You're in trouble, folks. College football is in trouble, especially in this area. But one thing I know it's not in trouble is that you're listening to me tonight on this Friday evening. And I love you guys. So, uh, yeah. Urban. The whole Urban Meyer situation. Interesting. But last night, speaking of the pigskin, the NFL came back to session. The NFL's back in preseason form. So let's talk about what happened last night at Canton, Ohio in the Hall of Fame game. So, got a chance today to um, go up to uh, up to the coast. I call it up to the coast. It's up to the uh, up to Cedar Point. And Cedar Point announced the other day that they are getting rid of the witch's wheel. Um, not very big of a shock for me. Uh, it's one of my favorite rides. Was one of my favorite rides back in the day. Uh, question is, what are they going to put there? I don't know quite yet. But um, as soon as they know and they announce, we'll announce. But um, I was at the park today, and I was um, taking in. I I, I took uh, I took the misses and her friends and her nephew. And uh, we went into the park. Had a great day. Absolutely great day. In the park. Um, went into the park. And um, yeah. Um, 
rode as much as we could. Got a chance to ride Steel Vengeance again. Totally worth it. And the great thing about Steel Vengeance, not just because of the, how great the ride is, but it's the fact that this ride and what it has done is absolutely amazing. If you haven't known, like I told you before, cell phones are not permitted anymore on to Steel Vengeance. So what do you do in that time frame? You chat. You talk. You talk about... Talk, talk with the person you're riding with. You talk with the... Today I talked to this nice couple. They were from Cleveland. Uh, the woman's name, I didn't catch the, her husband or boyfriend's name. But her name was Kelsey. And they were from the Cleveland area. And we were... Me and uh, my friend Brian were chatting with them. And... Um, you know, we were we were getting to know them, had a good time chatting with them, and they they wanted to know more about the park. But you know, this ride has given us the chance to unplug from our phones and turn away from technology. Sure, you know, you can always. That's what happens. You know, at the end of the ride, you can run to your locker and see what happened to your phone and bank a post. Or you can talk about what you how how the ride was, or you see where everybody's at where after you got off the ride. But when you step through the turnstile and you're in the queue line, it's no phone. The the guards walk up and down the path. There's there's cameras everywhere. I mean, I saw two people today being escorted out of the line, out of the queue, and out of the line for not a not putting their cell phone away and b not carrying a small purse. Now, small purses are not allowed. Fanny packs are certainly not allowed on this ride. So. But but the big thing was, and I, I applaud Cedar Point for a taking the initiative and taking the phones out of the people's hand and not becoming a liability for the problem with the phone problem. But the thing is, it helped it helps us from helps us disconnect from being the slave that we are with our telephones. And the slave for being on social media. Makes us become what we grew up with. Some of us really grew up with. Not having a phone in our hand. Not being able to connect with one another. Until you saw the next person. Think about this. What did you do without without a cell phone? Long, long before. I mean, the only way you could reach somebody would be by telephone. And you would have to either be in a landline could never use a cell phone if you wanted to reach somebody without you know before facebook you wrote a letter where you call them on the telephone now we're so attached to facebook and twitter and tumblr and all the social media platforms snapchat you name it cedar point for me with this ride has helped me out by, you know, making me unplug.
I waited an hour, an hour and a half for a ride that I was I've been waiting for all season. All year. Since they announced it last August now. Almost a year. I've been waiting a year for this ride. I've rode it now three times. It is by far the best ride in the park. And it will not only help you conquer your fear and conquer the thrill that you need to get. But it will also help you and disconnect you from the, the path that we are all on. We need to stop looking at our phones and look up in our surroundings and see what's happening with the world. We are in the society nowadays that looks down into the phones. We don't say, hi, how are you? It's now LOL, JK, and and all the different grammatic things. Smiley face emojis. And, you know, poop emojis or whatever it is. We need to stop that. We need to be disconnected. Now I'll tell you this. I only care I only use my phone to text message, to answer a few phone calls, check my email, and that's it. I'll check my Facebook at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day. I don't post anything that's if I post anything on Facebook, it's either while I'm at the park because I wanted to upload my picture so I can have more space on the phone, or I'm doing, or uh, I saw something in sports that I want to talk about, or I'm doing the show, promoting the show. But some people live on their phone. Some people can't put their phone down. It's also becoming an addiction for people too. They put their phone down for 30 minutes and they can't, they they get the shakes. My sister, on, uh, when we went to the park the other night, when we rode Steel Vengeance, we waited for about an hour and 15 minutes. At about 45 minutes, she started, like, freaking out because she needed her phone. She and others in our generation this millennial generation are addicted to our phones addicted to social media and we need to stop that and break that addiction one ride has taught me that here at Cedar Point and that was Steel Vengeance so the next time you want to take some time off after you're probably done listening to this podcast of course unplug and look around and see what this world is. You'll be surprised at what's what's happening around the world. Pick up a book. Watch a little TV. Go take a walk in the park. Catch a ball catch a mud hang game. Go to a festival. Stop looking down. And look up. And take in your surroundings. And just that. Maybe. Just maybe. 
we can all be in a better world. And that's going to wrap it up tonight on All Andy Alford. I hope you enjoyed this program as much as I gave it to you. Remember, we'll be back on the air on Tuesday evening for another edition of this program. And until Tuesday, this is Andy Alford saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. The game of life. And remember to keep keep, keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams that you root for, and to my teams as well, the Indians, the Tigers, the Mudhens, the Wally, the Blue Jackets, and so many more. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday for another edition of All Andy Alford. Until then, remember to look up. And I love you guys. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network. Provided by Anchor.